Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The Affordable Care Act has won. The Supreme Court has just ruled. The ACA is here to stay. Building the wall in Texas has officially begun. The stimulus bill stimulated unemployment, not employment. Discussions about infrastructure are moving forward. The massive spending program. And now... Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views with Tom and Benny and uh, political trivia today. Your uh, category, presidential first. Fun question. Could have a lot of answers. Uh, WITN News is uh, checked in with the uh, Blue Rock, uh, or the Big Rock Blue Marlin, not the Blue Rock Big Marlin. But there were some big marlins down there. Uh, the boat, uh, <laughs> this is going to be one of those days. The boat, <laughs> outnumbered, got back in just a few minutes ago. They are now, would you say, second place with 512 pounds? Second place. Uh, the nat- natural is still at first place from the other day, and we have two more on the way. Anticipation and widespread. Uh, anticipation is due in... Um, Almost any time now, isn't it? Yeah, about five thirty, and then I think widespread is is like maybe seven. There, they must have been fishing a long ways. So yesterday out. they were over, right? No, nothing came in yesterday. Um, I believe that's yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. They had a, uh, I think they had a four hundred pounder earlier today. Um, that was in third place. It got kicked out. Okay, so now we're up to uh, so four four big fish will be coming in today. We'll see uh, where it goes. Who wins? Yeah, earlier today, Dancing Outlaw uh, caught one at 419, and it was in third place until Outnumbered came in. Just the the top three win money? Is that right? Uh, I, I, for the big prize, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> uh, lots to talk about today. Some uh, decisions handed down by the Supreme Court. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, Carolina Journal is reporting the North Carolina House passed a bill by a voice, voice vote of 100 to, 100 to 5. Uh, actually, this came through last night uh, to exempt military retirement pay from state income taxes. House Bill 83, sponsored by John Zoka of Cumberland County. Uh, he represents Fort Bragg and the 82nd Airborne. Uh, he said on the floor of the House, uh, asking members to support it, he said the cost to the state during the first year of the exemption would be about $30 million, about $35 million the second year. If HB 83 uh, was signed into law, it would make North Carolina the 23rd state to treat military retirement pay as state tax-free. A separate wide-ranging tax uh, cut bill is under consideration in the legislature. That measure would make more than 200,000 North Carolinians at the lowest income levels uh, that will be knocked off the tax rolls. In other words, they're not going to have to pay any taxes. Uh, and and again, you know, interestingly, in the past, we haven't heard a lot of this this go round. But in the past, the Democrats come out when they talk about cutting taxes. You know, oh oh my goodness, we're we're going to be we're going to be in the red. We're not going to have enough money. What we're going to do? And uh, as we reported earlier this week, uh, income to the state of North Carolina is such that uh, we are hitting all time highs in terms of tax income. I had not seen that. That's the North Carolina House. Pass yes. that today. Yes. Okay. Well. So, so really, um, would would the governor veto that? Would the governor well, veto uh, HB eighty three, basically making 
military retirement pay, state tax free. But it depends on what the Senate does, right? It would go to the Senate, yes. Yeah. No. And since Senate's responsible for the budget, um, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe we'll get through the Senate. I, I just hear from the senators that I know, uh, since it's their time for the budget, um, you know, pretty much what the House does is, I mean, they can get as political as they want, just like the governor can, you know, issue his proposed budget. Well, he doesn't have any control, so <laughs> the House obviously does have more control of the governor. But. We were talking before we went on the air. There is some uh, horrifying video out. Um, Clark's going to get it up. If you're watching on TV on Cable 7, uh, you can see what we're talking about or on Facebook. Uh, there was a cable car in the Italian Alps that was coming up. You know, it's up on the screen now that was coming up to, to dock into the upper uh, terminal of the cable car. And just as it's coming in, a cable snaps and this cable car, a gondola, just goes careening back down the hill. It uh, comes to the first pillar that holds up the cables and jumps off the track and crashes into the ground. It was uh, 14 people lost their lives. One survivor, um, one family, uh, an Israeli family of five, they were all killed. Uh, a married couple on their honeymoon lost their lives. Uh, just tragic. Uh, you know, you, you look at these things and you wonder to yourself, are these safe? And you rarely, rarely, I mean, you hear about it once in a, in a while that you have these accidents. But boy, I hate to, to see that video. <laughs> I, and, you know, I know out in Vail, people ride them all the time. You know, if you're at a ski resort. That's the way you get up and down the hill. I've been in, been in, in them a few times out west and... Not that it matters. I mean, if you, I, I like the open chairs because I, I still feel like I have some control. If the if the thing falls, at least I can. I don't know. I can I, do I've been I've been on both, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't like them really. Yeah, and I'm, I imagine you know when the well, I, I'm sure there are times when the wind gets blowing that you've got to, you know, they pull those things or they stop using them just because I would think those things get. Uh, blowing in the wind now was that in the italian alps or yeah, something in, in the, the italian summer, alps yeah. summer yeah just happened. summertime at a resort yeah, a ski resort yeah. people out sightseeing at a ski mm -hmm. resort uh interesting story op-ed by jason chavitz or chavitz however you want to call him um hunter biden's uh newest ability to rake in dollars interestingly you and i were talking about this i try to remember we we're talking about this on the air or off the air is yesterday. this a straw painting he's doing these paintings he's doing <laughs> this is unbelievable and by the way his paintings if you go online and look at his paintings remember um years ago the real popular thing was uh you, uh, you, you and a lot of times you'd go to these ex exhibits and people would have these as a way to attract people into their booth uh they they get these paints and you you'd put a You'd put a cardboard sheet on like a fan. It would go spinning, and you would drop paint on the uh, oh, yeah, the paper, yeah. and it would make this interesting-looking slop. Uh, that's basically <laughs> what his art looks like, interesting-looking <laughs> slop. Uh, uh, don't do drugs, right? <laughs> but you and I were talking about this yesterday. You know, when, when people get paid off by governments, they you can't just hand them cash. Mm. So what do you do? Well, you might go out and say, hey, look, let's, we'll, we've got a book deal for you. You know, you write this book, and we'll guarantee you that, you know, somebody somewhere, George Soros or someone, will buy 100,000 copies of your oh, book. Yeah. So Hunter Biden 
who is knows nothing about art, total novice, never been trained, he is now, quote, an artist. Somebody just paid a half a million dollars to buy a, a painting for Hunter Bi- from Hunter Biden. <laughs> a half million bucks! Mm. And, and I bet that's not just a, you know, a fool in their money type situation. There's something behind this. Big and, time. Because it, it happens in the book deals all the time. Barack Obama, his first book deal... There was absolutely no reason, I mean, no one knew who he was, that he should have got that kind of book deal way back when. And it started with the next one, the next one. And and how is it that Hillary Clinton, I mean, she's gotten a couple out and nobody wants to read them. But then you have Josh Hawley, who comes out and does something politically politically incorrect, and the publisher suddenly says, ah, well, you're canceled. We're not going to publish your book. Um, But Jason comes out and says, okay, could we please know who is buying these these paintings? Uh, we deserve to know. And he's right. Uh, and he asks the question, uh, because, look, this is national security. Mm-hmm. So are we now going to have people, some oligarch, <laughs> which Hunter Biden apparently is real familiar with these guys. I'm sure he's on, got them on the speed dial. Are we going to have some oligarch of some foreign country, an enemy of the United States, Say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy one of your paintings for a half million bucks. Oh, and yeah. can I come see Dad? Yeah. And, you know, you can, you can have a counter-argument with that saying, hey, Hunter Biden's a private citizen. But he's not exactly just a private citizen. No. He, he is, you know, he is the president's son. And there's there, there in the past. But it's no different than um, in my earlier, earlier in my career, um, I had interviews with a couple of agencies in the federal government that I won't mention that's highly, um, you know, hi- highly security clearance issues. And my entire family had to be have background checks. I mean, it was pretty serious to the point where I backed out because my dad said he'd had enough. But um, so so why not Hunter Biden? Why didn't he get the same scrutiny? You know the answer to that oh, question. Yeah. 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 But I saw one on last night. That maybe it was on Fox or someone had one of the paintings. I'm like, that's either a fool or that's a political payoff. It's a political payoff. <laughs> you you answered your own question. It is absolutely a political payoff. And look, look, this guy has been raking money off his dad's name, putting it in his pocket, hand over fist, as quick as he can, as much as he can, for years. Mm. And now, <laughs> and 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 you have people in the mainstream media. That are going to sit back and say, "Well, there's nothing wrong with this. What, what, what's your what's your issue, Lamprecht? Why? Oh, you're just not an art lover, are you, Hunter? Oh, he's finally found himself, and you're trying to tear him down. <laughs> yeah, he's found himself. All right, he's found, an, he's found another gig to get paid. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we've got a lot to talk about, including uh, some stories on the Supreme Court. Two big. Uh, decisions came out today and uh yeah the the democrats are making trying to make hay over one of them saying this is a big victory i don't think it's that big of a victory but there was a huge victory for religious liberty we'll talk about that when we get back it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood a beautiful day for a neighbor first thing you should do after work i turn on the radio check in with tom and benny gotta know what's happening in my city what's going on in my backyard Things that are happening locally. I like the local news. Things that I don't hear everywhere else. I don't hear everywhere else. 
for the local news you want. Kept me informed for all of the local stuff, you know. It let me know what was going on in the local community. Eastern Carolina's news sources. News and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So it was 49 years ago today, 1972, Tricky Dicky. His downfall became uh, a reality. The uh, five plumbers were arrested for oh. breaking in the uh, Watergate Hotel. Wow, that was uh, that, that really changed a lot of things in our history, and the way we looked at politics. That was the uh, that was my first <clears throat> introduction and and love for politics. I used to go watch the Watergate hearings with, oh, my, yeah. with my grand Sam Irvin. with my granddad and uh, my granddad. He was a he was old blue dog Democrat, North Carolina Democrat, and uh, Sam Irvin was the last Democrat that I really enjoyed listening to. Uh, you know, he's balanced. I, I, I'm not sure where he was on all the issues, but uh, I'm just a poor country lawyer. Just from a poor North country lawyer. <laughs> hey, um, there's big happenings going on this evening down at the Greenville Town Common, and uh, Mark Miller is on the line with us right now. Mark, how's it going down there? Hey, Mark. It's going great, Tom. It really is. It's so great to be back here. Oh, concert on the Common tonight. We've got a band called Liquid Pleasure, the ultimate party band. They're going to play a lot of soul music. They're going to play Snoop Dogg. They're going to play Skinner. They should expect a little bit of absolutely everything, and they got some surprises up their sleeves. This is an, an amazing venue, the Greenville Toyota Amphitheater right here at the Town Common, and you've got a free show. Plunk your lawn chair down, plunk down a, uh, a blanket or something, but you're, you're going to be dancing the whole time, so I don't even think you need that. So we're going to have a lot of oldies, Motown kind of stuff, four tops, those kind of things, Temptations? The, well, I mean, they, they said they're really going to be mixing it up. They said okay. expect the unexpected. Their favorite thing to do, we were talking to uh, one of the band members a little bit earlier, favorite thing to do is surprise the audience, so... Whatever you expect from this band, you're going to get even more than you expect. Well, after and, uh, Bri- go ahead. No, I was going to say after two rainouts, you have perfect, yeah, perfect weather down there tonight. Perfect weather down there. Really do, and I, I feel like it's even more than that. Uh, after two rainouts and a full year of not having concerts, that's right. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, if, if you're like me, not having live music, it, it's kind of. I feel like. It's sustaining life force just to have it uh to to be able to uh gather with people in your community get together listen to amazing music in a space like this it has been sorely missed and we're really excited to get it back going again today so when does it start when does it get underway well it starts i mean it starts at six o'clock but we have a whole bunch of people here who are going from tent to tent we have so many different sponsors of our concert on the common who have set up tents and who have great giveaways going on right now uh, Equipment Plus and East Carolina Tractor have a uh, raffle ticket to win a zero-turn lawnmower. It's actually right here. It's right next to us. $20 per ticket. This is like a like a $6,000 item. That they're it's a nice mower. There. I've seen it. It's nice. Uh-huh. And uh, we've got food trucks lining First Street. We've got the, the beer tents are up. And uh, my kids are bugging me about the Kona ice, so i got to get that some of that, I guess. <laughs> uh, young and old, anybody, any age is going to absolutely adore this evening, and I think we're just... We're just grateful to see it back. Okay, now there, there's folks on the way home right now, and they're saying, "Well, it sounds good, but man, six o'clock. By the time I get home, I'm not going to. It'd be too late." That's not true, is it? I mean, it'll go on for a couple hours, won't it? Yeah, it'll, it'll still be going. I mean, geez, you want to come out at seven o'clock? You want to you want to come here and just catch fifteen minutes of this thing? It's going to be better than whatever else you're going to do. Yeah, and the price uh, is right. It will it will go into the <laughs> night, and, and definitely the price is right. 
Yeah, ben, uh, we would love awesome. to see everybody awesome. out here. No, oh, Benny. Benny says the band's awesome. You've yeah, heard them before. Yeah, huh? I've heard them before. They're oh, really okay. great. Yeah, I just had my hair. They washed. put on a show. They, literally, they have thirteen people here. This is a thirteen-piece band that is going to be putting on a show for us today. So we can't wait. All right, Mark Miller calling in from the uh, Greenville Town Common Liquid Pleasure in concert starting in about uh, forty minutes. All right, Mark. Thank you, sir. You bet. See you guys later. You see bet. You. Take a look at your weather forecast. It is, it doesn't get any better. Perfect. Uh, I perfect. mean, it is perfect. Uh, your low tonight, 60 degrees. Clear skies, calm. I mean, open up the windows and enjoy the uh, cool air. You're not going to have a whole lot more nights like this after tonight. This might be a fire pit night tonight. For I, uh, that sounds good to me. Uh, tomorrow, you're going to have a high of about 90, Saturday, a high of 95, lots of sunshine, partly cloudy on Sunday with a high of 86. Rain returns on Monday. So the good news is we've got a great weekend forecast. So uh, get out and enjoy. You know, something Mark said talking about the concert and you know getting back to normal and, and that type of thing uh, reminded me of uh, last week. I guess it was last week or week before last when East Carolina had their regional baseball tournament here in Greenville. Right. I don't know if we talked about this or not, but my son Jacob and I went. And on the way home that night, the first night, you know, it's like 5,000 fans and, um, you know, no mask, you know, just – and he said, for the first time in over a year, I felt normal. And, yeah. And, yeah. I, got, and I got thinking about that and I, what he said, and, and I started putting it in perspective. You know, for a 15-, 16-year-old like him, and that – if you compare that to a 55-year-old, that's like five years of my life, you know, in, in their terms. Well, that's true. I mean, a year yeah, for them. The percentage of their life is a year what, for them is a big deal. I mean, that's old guys. A year, yeah, it's tough, but I mean, it's not you know uh, a fifteenth of our life. <laughs> well, and again, when you have these uh, Barney Fife's authoritarianism types uh, in our government who insist that the kids continue to wear the masks in the school setting, uh, it, it's aggravating. It is just totally aggravating. Yeah, you know, I've tried to be respectful of people and respectful of rules and all that, but um, I don't need another person to say anything to me about a mask. I actually was in the town of Hillsborough last Friday night, and I walked into a store. And they wanted you to have a mask on? No, they asked me, have I been vaccinated? <laughs> and, you know, the the redneck is very, very shallow in me. And um, But I was I was calm. I said, I'm good, and just kept walking. But this idiot, no. I mean. <laughs> no. no. You've got those. You've got the, the mask Nazis out there. By the way, let me remind you, uh, bar, uh, the program is brought to you in part tonight by Ironwood Golf and Country Club, voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining and outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees. Give them a call at 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville. 252-752-4653. Be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Uh, This is funny. Representative Donald Payne is a, a Democrat from New Jersey. And um, he was doing, uh, speaking of getting back to normal, this, this happened today. They were doing a virtual House of Representatives hearing 
And this guy, Donald Payne, who is a rotund gentleman, <laughs> was sitting in front of his camera during the Zoom meeting. Uh-oh. Please don't tell me he's like the CNN guy. <laughs> he wasn't like Tobin. Yeah, Tobin. It wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> but he does, I mean, first of all, he, he, I don't know why he went on, because he looks like he just rolled out of bed. Mm. He stands up in front of the camera to reveal his rather large belly hanging out and his boxer shorts. What really makes it funny is uh, Representative Beth Van Duren from Texas. Y- you know how they have all the little squares of the different people who are watching uh, yeah. on Zoom? <clears throat> Hollywood squares. Yeah, so. Hollywood squares, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can see this woman from Texas... And her eyes get real big, and she cannot <laughs> stop laughing. I mean, it is hilarious. Um, she uh, wrote on uh, Twitter. I know this is Brian Mass from Florida. Wrote on Twitter: If pack, if taxpayers are paying you one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year, getting out of bed and putting some clothes on for work seems like it should be a minimum requirement. <laughs> you know, it was funny though. Was um, the the uh, representative Donald Payne, who was showing off his briefs on uh, this Zoom call, his legislative assistant sort of attacked this uh, Beth Van Doon from Texas, saying, "Hey, Congresswoman, it is no secret that the congressman has weight struggles, but we try to stick to policy here in Congress." <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Put on some pants. Yeah, but the congresswoman never said anything about how (laughs) heavy he was. (laughs) I I just don't understand people doing that. Uh, I I just, yeah, when when you go on Zoom, if if there's a camera within any kind of distance, keep your clothes on or put your clothes on. (laughs) I mean, these, these situations where, you know. Some boyfriend or girlfriend gets a picture of someone in a compromising position. Well, what are you taking your clothes off in front of the camera for? I think some of them are intentional, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, there, there's a few nut jobs out there. So anyway, the um, Supreme Court came out with a couple decisions today. And uh, one is really, really positive for conservatives and those people that uh, really want to protect religious liberty. The Supreme Court sided unanimously. This this is unbelievable that it was a unanimous decision. I mean, you stop and think about Soto Samor, uh, uh, um, the... Uh, Kagan. Uh, Elena Kagan. Bra- uh, bra- uh, uh, anyway. What are we looking at? Oh, the congressman. <laughs> If you look up on Cable 7, we have the congressman <laughs> up on the TV. Well, let's just say he eats well. The uh, Anyway, getting back to the Supreme Court, uh, they unanimously sided with a Catholic foster agency in a dispute against the city of Philadelphia. Now, this, this has been going on for years now, and it's finally come to a, a final decision. It was over whether or not the Catholic forest, uh, foster agency should be banned from participating in in the city's foster program because it excludes same-sex couples. The group Catholic Social Services claimed the Philadelphia's attempt to exclude the Catholic Church from foster care violated the First Amendment. Lawyers for the city, meanwhile, said the Catholic Social Services lacks a constitutional right to demand 
that DHS offer it a contract that omits the same non-discrimination requirement that every other FFCA must follow when performing services for the city. In a 9-0 ruling, the justices sided with the Catholic services. Uh, they said they only seek to uh, an accommodation that will allow it to continue serving the children of Philadelphia in a manner consistent with its religious beliefs. It does not seek to impose those beliefs on anyone else, Chief Justice John Roberts wrote. Uh, there were other decision. Uh, there were other opinions that came out that um, you know were parallel to John Roberts' decision. Uh, but yeah, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, uh, those three just you know you, you would not have expected them <clears throat> no. to come out and vote with make this a unanimous decision in in favor of religious liberty. Now, I mean, I think it's a great common sense decision, and quite frankly. Everyone talks about how, oh, you know, we need to be reaching out for these kids that need foster care, that need help, that need adoption. And then you have the city of Philadelphia saying, well, if you don't follow our politically incorrect uh, guidelines or mandates, then uh, we're, we're going to freeze you out. Well, who does it hurt the most? I mean, Catholic services has plenty of things they can do. It's going to hurt the kids. Well, well, bottom line, fundamentally, I, obviously I'm not an attorney and I didn't read, read the case, but fundamentally um, they're, they're denying, the cities de- was deny, were denying a contract to an entity solely based on their religious beliefs. Right. I mean, f- fundamentally, you don't, to me, you don't need to get any more complicated than that. And I don't know if that's, maybe that's what the Supreme Court. Well, and here's the thing, that. though. When you, when you have these... Uh, agencies and politicians coming out and claiming that we have, you know, that anything that they deem as discrimination, again, things that people are now claiming, well, you're discriminating against me because I'm a man and I think I'm a woman and therefore you have to accept me and endorse me and celebrate with me. Otherwise, you're discriminating against me. You can't have, you can't have that and have religious liberty. I mean, you just no. the, the two are in opposition to one another. So somewhere along the lines, they're going to butt heads. And uh, the, United, the, the Supreme Court of the United States unanimously decided that, okay, when the two butt heads, religious liberty prevails. And if you look at it constitutionally, you've got to say to yourself, well, the Constitution gives a whole lot more credence yep. to religious liberty than it does— to sexual preferences. I, I, I don't think sexual preferences shows up in the in the Constitution. Religious liberty does. And I, th- I think I did hear the ACLU came out. Oh, uh, of course. In opposition. And, and again, there's the ACLU fundamentally <laughs> in their name. They should be for civil liberties, but it's only the liberties that they believe in. They word it as this is a license to discriminate based on religious beliefs. So what they what liberals will now do is they will paint uh, the Catholic social services and any other evangelical, or, or for that matter, any any religious entity that that is ad- adopting certain morals that goes against the politically correct. They're going to brand that as oh these bigots now have a religious license to discriminate. Right. Their their religiosity gives them the right to be bigots is how they'll frame it. Yeah, you know, but I would answer the ACLU to that and I and, and maybe it's in the Supreme Court ruling, I didn't read it, but hey, no, you have a government entity 
discriminating based on religious yeah. beliefs. Yeah. You know, a little bit different when you're dealing with two individuals, but you have a government entity with a private entity, and you're discriminating based on their religious beliefs. I, I think it's fundamental. It should be should have been nine zero. Uh, it it should have been, and this is something to celebrate. Yeah, what's what's interesting about this though? Again, there's a lot of unanimous or near unanimous decisions coming from the Supreme Court, and there's a lot of people, including Jonathan Turley, out there who are speculating that these unanimous or near unanimous decisions are coming out because the Supreme Court vehemently, whether you're liberal or conservative, vehemently is against this court packing. I think so, yeah. And and I think eventually you're going to hear them, you know, I, you know, I know they try to not play politics, but eventually I think you'll hear all of them just take, make some statements based on that. Well, if you remember, um, John Roberts did come out, and uh, when I think it was Donald Trump was was talking about how there were were Obama justices and Clinton justices and Trump justices, John Roberts came out and said, "No, we're justices in the United States Supreme mm, Court." Right, and uh, and, and e- even for him to say that was somewhat controversial for a justice in the Supreme Court, especially uh, the uh, chief justice. You know, if I was president right now and, and you know, uh, say someone retired or passed away, you know who I would appoint? I think I would appoint Jonathan Turley. I, mm-hmm. listen, mm-hmm. I listen to him mm-hmm. over and over and over again, and he keeps politics. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, he, he in his testimony in the first Trump um, hearing, first um, impeachment hearing, he said he didn't vote for Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> you know, but but to hear him talk as a conservative, I, I listen to him and I say, hey, you're one of us. Well, because th- he's a constitutionalist. Hey, I, I think he's an advocate for the law and the Constitution. Man. And that's his that's where it begins and ends. And that's what you, what you want on the Supreme Court. Bingo. And it's getting harder and harder to be a liberal and a constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. Um, real quickly, the second decision that came out from the Supreme Court uh, dealt with the Affordable Care Act. Texas and other Republican-led states were quite upset today that the Supreme Court did not rule on Obamacare. The justices voted 7-2 to two to reject a challenge from a coalition of 18 states and two individuals, marking the third time that a GOP-led effort to overturn Obamacare failed at the Supreme Court. In their decision, the justices determined that states lacked the standing to bring their case to federal court. Uh, this was, in a sense, a disappointment, but to hear Chucky Schumer come out and declare that Obamacare uh, is here forever, the Affordable Care Act has been affirmed once again. I don't think the Supreme Court affirmed the Affordable Care Act. Mm-mm. They merely said that the plaintiffs did not have standing to bring it to them. Now, Alito came out and quite clearly was uh, not happy. Alito in a dissent joined by Neil Gorsuch, railed against the majority's decision in what he called the third installment of our epic Affordable Care Act trilogy. Alito asserted that, like in previous Obamacare cases, the court stretched to find a way to keep the law in place. Quote, no one can fail to be impressed by the lengths to which this court has been willing to go to defend the ACA against all threats, Alito wrote. 
a penalty is a tax, the United States is a state, and 18 states who bear costly burdens under the ACA cannot even get a foot in the door to raise a constitutional challenge. So a tax that does not tax is allowed to stand and support one of the biggest government programs in our nation's history. Fans of of judicial inventiveness will applaud once again. It will. It would now. I, I am not sure where Clarence Thomas came down on this. I mean, he wasn't mentioned as joining the Samuel Alito dissent. Uh, I would be very surprised if he voted with a majority. Well, it says seven two, so I guess he did vote with a majority. Um, but oftentimes, if if uh, Clarence Thomas would vote against something like this, it's because he sees a more uh, exact case coming down the line mm-hmm. that would be have have even more teeth to it. I, I don't know that that's the case. I'm totally speculating there. Um, it is time to take a break. When we come back, we're going to play political trivia. So give us a call. Got a good prize package. Got a great question for you. I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, the number to call is 561-8255-252-561-TALK. And uh, political trivia when we get back. Stay with us. <laughs> Welcome back in. Time for a little political trivia. 561-8255-252-561-8255. If you want to play, I think we've got a line to open yet. Your prize package includes a free oil change for your car pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. A gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, including two free training sessions with a coach. A $20 gift card to the Pirates Cove Car Wash. A gift card for a free round of golf with card at Ironwood. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, US 70 West in Havelock. And a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery and Aiden Delicious Baked Fresh Made from Scratch Goodies. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family has won recently, let 60 days pass before you play again. First up from Greenville, we have Betty on the line. Hey, Betty. Hey, Betty. Hi, Tom. Hey, Benny. All right. Uh, your category, Betty, is presidential firsts. Okay? Here's your question. John Quincy Adams was the sixth president of the United States. But rather surprisingly, he was the very first president to possess this. What? Uh, to possess something? He had something. He he had something. He was the very first president that had something that none of the other previous five presidents had. What was it? Um, hmm. And it's something... It's nothing, nothing to do with his family. It's, you're talking like an object. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. This is not 20 questions, Betty, but I didn't say that. I will give you I will give you a hint though. This is something pretty common that a lot of people have. Most people have. Just about everybody has. Mm. Just about everybody has. Mhm. What's your thing? What do you think? Got people waiting. Um, he He was first president to be photographed. That's not it. Good guess though. 5618255 
John Quincy Adams was the sixth president of the United States, but surprisingly, he was the very first president to possess this. What was it? Let's go to Bruce in Emerald Isle. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Tom. Hey. Um, wild guess here. Uh, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters is not it. That's a good guess, though. Five six one eight two five five. Thanks, Bruce. Uh, time for another hint. You think? Let's go to Henry. You want another hint, Henry? Hey, Henry. Yeah. All right. Here's your other hint. Out of our first 10 presidents, only John Quincy Adams and one other president had this. Um, a car? Uh, no, they didn't have cars back then. But that's a, <laughs> it would be at a first back then. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Thanks for the call. 561-8255. Who we got? Let's go to Roy. Hey, Roy. Hey, Roy. Uh, Ray, maybe. Oh, Ray, that's good Ray. enough. Only, only missed by one letter there, Ray. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Enough. Say again? I, I heard this one time, so I don't know what it's looking for, but he was the first president that had uh, short hair. That's, so long hair. That, that's not it. That is not it. Good, good guess. 561 so, uh, John Quincy Adams, sixth president of the United States, rather surprisingly, he was the very first president to have this what? Out of our first 10 presidents, only John Quincy Adams and one other president possessed this. And uh, let's go to Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. how you doing? You ready for another hint? Yes, ready. Joe Biden possesses this, but it is so unusual, perhaps he wishes he didn't have this. Uh... Misbehaving pit. <laughs> well, you're probably, or son. You're probably right <laughs> on that one, but that's not what we're looking for. Thanks, Tim. Let's go to David. Hey, David. Okay. 561-8255. All right. I told you this was tough. 561-8255. They're answering the phones as we speak. Uh, is this Ray again? Yes. Hey, Ray. Hey, Ray. How are you, sir? I'm good today. All right. Um, now I'll give you another hint. You ready for another hint? Yeah. You got the question, right? Yeah. All of the past 20 presidents have possessed one of these. I'm going to take a guess at a birth certificate. Ah, good guess. That's not it, though. That hmm. is a great guess. And, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, 5618255. Um, let's go to Ronnie. Hey, hey Ronnie. Ronnie. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. You want another hint? Uh, no, I think I have it. I, okay. I hope I do. All right. What do you think? Is it, is it a college degree? That's not it. No. That is not it. Good guess. That's not it. 561-8255. Let's go to Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good. You ready? Do you want another hint, or do you think you have it? No. I'll take the hint. All right. George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, John Tyler, Zachary Taylor, Millard Fillmore, James Buchanan, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Johnson, James Garfield, Benjamin Harrison, William McKinley, and Teddy Roosevelt. None of them had this. Uh, Let's say children. That's not it. That is not it. 561-8255. Who we got? Okay. Let's go to Steve. Hey, Steve. Steve. 
Hey, Tom. How you, Benny? How you doing? Doing Good. well. You think you got it, or you want another hint? I think I, I can always use a clue, but I think I got it. All right. Here's another clue All for right. you. This right. certainly helped distinguish John Quincy Adams from his father. What do you think? Was it a middle name? That's it! That's it! <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> that is it. You know, that is a simple question, but uh, what was really astonishing is that as I was looking this up, all those other presidents didn't have a middle name. I know. That's... It's like 17 presidents didn't have a middle name. And uh, wow. John Quincy Adams was the first one to have a middle name. Steve, where are you calling from? Calling from Greenville. All right, Steve, hang on the line. We're going to get you, uh, we'll get your information, and we're going to get to you uh, all those uh, gift certificates. Thanks for everybody who played, and uh, stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is uh, time to congratulate Steve Hawley of Greenville, who got it right. John Quincy Adams was the sixth president and the first president to have a middle name. Some 17 presidents that we have had, George Washington through uh, Teddy Roosevelt, did not have middle names. What is Joe Biden's middle name, or is it his? Robinette. That's like Robinette. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think I'd change it. Um, Harry S. Truman, his middle name, you know what the S stands for? Satan. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It it doesn't have a middle name. It's just S. Really? Yes. Hmm. And uh, one other has the middle name, is it Polk, who has the middle name of uh, James K. K. Polk. James K. Polk. Yeah, yeah. Born in North Carolina. Yeah. Polk just has a K for a name. Um, This is an interesting uh, story to end on. Town Hall is reporting a group of student climate activists is disbanding this week after arriving at the conclusion that they are too racist to continue carrying out their mission. School Strike for Climate Auckland, a New Zealand chapter affiliated with Greta, Greta Thunberg. You know, she's the How dare you? She's the 18-year-old who, <laughs> you know, came over in a boat and, you know, yelled at the United Nations. I always has a scowl on her face. I mean, this is this is really interesting. So, these climate justice warriors have basically canceled themselves out. Because apparently they think they're too white. There's a group called BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, People of Color, Communities of Disproportionality Affected by Climate Change. Um, They have come together and they said, we cannot exist because we're too racist. So (laughs) I'm not kidding you. So the liberals are eating their own. They're committing suicide because they're all, there's something wrong with them. There, and by the way, there really is something wrong with them. You know, there's a lot of liberals now, like Bill Maher, he's coming out and just saying how ridiculous all this stuff is. You know, the crazy guy on HBO. <laughs> well, he, he finally got one right. <laughs> Congratulations again to Steve Holly, our political trivia winner. Thanks for being with us. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.